0: This is Cinema Degeneration. You've just been informed that zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. Ah! The hell is behind that door. You're going to meet death now. What's blood for? It's not for shedding. Proof of gobble. Proof of gobble. Who's laughing now? You've gotta be fucking kidding. Death has come to you. Little town, Sheriff. Carpet day! We belong, dead! I'm your number one fan. There will be blood. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I want to hear you scream. It's all true. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? You know how this works, so I'll keep it simple. You're an enemy combatant and will not be granted any rights. This won't go anywhere. Welcome to hell. Lock down this boat right away. The man's a highly decorated officer and a trained killer. He's been taught to adapt, improvise. Just find him. I need you to tell me what is going on right now. Someone is setting me up. It's time to level the plans I believe we should get you one of these. I knew I liked you. Let's do this. In the old days, it was just red wire, blue wire. Well, alrighty folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Simply Short Sundays, this a newish uh, show here on Cinema Degeneration, and this is episode number four. I am your host for the afternoon, Cameron Scott, I am a writer, producer, director, sometimes actor on independent uh, films. But uh, here on Simply Short Sundays, we're going to be taking uh, short dives, normally 15 minutes or so, into, you know, multitudes of different film genres. Really, folks, nothing is going to be off-limits here. Uh, We're going to be taking on a lesser-known film from our extensive watch list and give you our unique takes on these uh, previously unseen oddities, at least unseen by us. Well, let's not beat around the bush and get ourselves right off into it. Today, for episode number four, we are covering Black Water. Now, there are multiple flicks out there with this title of Blackwater, but we are talking about the 2018 version, the 2018 action flick starring none other than old school action stalwart Jean-Claude Van Damme. First things uh, first though, second build is Tulf Lundgren as Marco, but not so you'd really notice it uh, because he is really only in barely 10 to 12 minutes of this film in the first place, but I'll get into that in more detail later on. Now. This movie randomly showed up on my DVR as if by magic, and I mean, seriously, folks, I have no idea how it ended up on there at all. I, nothing in my subscriptions or my watch lists uh, would have brought this one to my attention, but hey, it, it just appeared there, so we're watching it. Uh, it is available, however, to watch on Vudu for free with ads. You can rent this also on Google Play, Amazon Prime. Apple TV, Redbox, etc. for about $3.99 or buy it digitally for $5.99 and is currently on DVD for about as low as $8 used uh, new. So it is pretty readily available if you want to seek it out. Now, Blackwater was officially directed by Alan Unger but cinematographer Pasha Patriki took credit to, you know, on paper due to some weird contractual reasons that I couldn't find out anything more on, but that's uh, the way it is. It was also written by Chad Law, Tyler W. Connie, and Richard Schweitzer. The movie opens not at the beginning of our story in a linear sort of fashion, but rather in the Middle of sorts uh, things uh, on a mobile submarine prison And we get some rather ominous dialogue between Van Damme and Lundgren uh, In two opposite cells Lundgren has a real weird accent here So I'm not sure exactly what he was going for But it was interesting uh, Van Dam and Lundgren, again, for the as little screen time as they share Have a great rapport and chemistry together I don't know why they weren't put together in more footage And as well, they should be, you know, this is their fifth collaboration together following three of the Universal Soldier films and uh, Expendables 2 most recently. Now, I guess one of my first real questions is why is the beginning of this shot so fuzzy and dark? It doesn't match the rest of the film and the opening scene is just so, er you know, uh, jarring. But they they clear this up after the first few moments, thankfully. It just feels like someone else shot this, or maybe this was part of some reshoots to put Van Damme and Lundgren to, uh, together with more screen time. So I'm, I'm not mad at them for it. Yeah, we do a couple of days jumping backwards in time to the beginning where this whole twisted ordeal started. Uh, Van Damme is a secret agent named Scott Wheeler. A secret from who or what? I don't really know, but fuck it, does it really matter? Uh, there's an early on ew moment uh, in scene where Van Dam makes out with someone seemingly young enough to be his granddaughter. So, I'm at least thankful they didn't go the Steven Seagal route and get a full-blown sex scene w- between the two of them because that's just ew on like so many levels. But uh, so this deep cover op sees his uh, lady friend partner agent Mallard. Off so you can go get some breakfast, and then all fucking hell breaks loose. A whole team of mercenaries show up, and the first thing they do is say, Fuck the maid, because they turn her into Swiss cheese, like 20 or 30 rounds, just bam, right off the bat. Now, Van Damme may be getting on in years, but this fucker can still sell an action scene with the best of them. Still to this day, and I stand by that. Uh, the stunts in this movie are generally pretty great and tightly choreographed for straight-to-video, you know, streaming fare... It's about as good as anything in much bigger productions and Hollywood franchises, for that matter. Big fucking oops when Wheeler slash Van Dam gets his lover slash partner killed and does little to prevent it, actually, uh, which I found a little bit odd. He just doesn't really rise to the occasion and do much right here. He just escapes. And then, of course, Wheeler's contact is found dead at the rendezvous point, and that's when I was surprised to see that veteran character actor with the best screen name ever, Patrick Kilpatrick, is uh, in this movie as Agent Ferris, and he is tough as fucking nails. If you don't know who this guy is, you should. He's been in over 150 flicks, and if you're listening to this type of show, I guarantee you've seen him more than once or twice. Plus, he shared some screen time with Van Damme in the 90s uh, action yarn. Death Warrant as a villain, the Sandman, so he's got some uh, action street cred. Now, this is where things get a little dicey and convoluted over the next 30 or 40 minutes or so. It's all about a thumb drive, filled with a bunch of top-secret information, CIA ops, double agents, secret prisoners, sleeper cells, double crosses, and no one trusts each other as far as they could throw them, and kind of rightfully so. Now, as much as I do like the film, it suffers in the first hour from the good old bait-and-switch on the credits in the cover with Dolph Lundgren getting second billing, and his virtual total absence from the first hour is somewhat disappointing. Uh, We get a few shots of him reading a book, a few more shots of him doing push-ups, all from the confines of his prison cell. Oh, and did I mention that this submarine is a mobile prison, and uh, nobody's ever gotten out of here, and nobody ever will. I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to bet money that the boys get out by the end of this. Next uh, up is uh, it's interrogation time for a long time. Very long time. Long long time it goes on way too long is fairly by the numbers stuff that they weren't reinventing the wheel here although we do get the threat of a syringe to the eyeball that makes the old butt pucker a little bit anything dealing with the eyes this makes me squirm and uh, character actor Al Sapienza plays Wheeler's only friend yeah quotes here only friend Rhodes and all this yeah right this is where I want to offer a little bit of a uh, personal textbook knowledge handed down for me, uh, over the years, if George Romero's Day of the Dead has taught me anything is that you don't trust a military dude named Rhodes, that's it. Cut and dried, let's not play it, you know, just, let's just not play it safe. Now, Rhodes, uh, kills Agent Ferris, goodbye Kilpatrick, <laughs> you're all done here, you're, you're, you're done, here's your check. Are we surprised that Agent Rhodes is dirty? I mean, I wasn't, but don't worry. Agent Cassie Taylor is here on the job, portrayed by actress Jasmine Waltz. And uh, she'll, she's going to help out uh, Scott Wheeler because he's just so damn convincing. Eh, see what I did there? Damn. Yeah. Now, Blackwater is a movie that throws multiple and multiple action uh, movie cliches at us such as any maneuver can snap a person's neck. Uh, bad guys are mostly bad shots. See Stormtrooper uh, training 101. And if you su- shoot a uh, control panel, it will also make said automatic door close and lock on you. See also. Uh, see also Star Wars for a quick reference. Now, Blackwater borrows uh, heavily and I mean heavily from other uh, action films like, you know, Escape Plan. You know, Crimson Tide, etc., etc. But again, you know, I'm not mad at it. It does so in a, in a neat way and it flows pretty well. Now, did I mention, did, or did I rather, did I forget to mention that John Claude Van Damme's son, uh, Chris Van Dam, is also in this movie, too, is uh, Thug number 37. I mean, I mean, Kagan. Kagan. He's Thug number 37, Kagan. They also have a showdown at one point, a hand-to-hand combat, then Jean-Claude has to remind his son who still wears the title belt here, and he ain't handing that thing over just yet. Chris does a passable job in the role, but he's just kind of lost in the mix with so many uh, different, you know, uh, thug characters and and right-hand men's and right-hands of doom. Now, although the action picks up the pace and is generally uh, very well done, I must comment again that uh, it's a crying shame that Lundgren is treated as an afterthought in this. And it, all the way up until the start of Act 3, which you know, finally happens and he kicks all sorts of ass once they release him from his cell. The man is such a formidable force, I just felt like they wasted him. And... Also, as a little bit of a reminder, it's not an action movie until someone yells, Go, go, go! in the middle of an action scene at least once, and this movie has it in a couple of times. And right about this time, we get the Great Expendables-like line where uh, Van Damme says, In the old days, it was just red wire, blue wire. You have to be there, folks. I literally laughed out loud at that one. Now, some things uh, defy... Uh, logic but this movie is an action film you know and it defies logic at every turn but agent taylor reacts awfully well to being gut shot by automatic gunfire and recovers enough to have some pretty intense fight scenes and you know no bleeding internal damage at least you know not that we not so you'd notice it so go taylor i mean i don't buy it but you know get down with your bad self And we get one last uh, double cross towards the end as we find out Agent Mallard, uh, a.k.a. Van Damme's former lover, is not dead and has been a mastermind with Rhodes all along. She faked her own death? The hell you say? Uh, From here on, there's just shooting, more shooting, more hand-to-hand combat, and some more shooting. Everybody gets shot. Everybody either gets killed or wounded in this finale, and it's barely crazy. It's like the end of the Wild Bunch now wheeler and taylor get off the prison submarine uh, marco uh, lungern uh, literally just disappears into the darkness after the action is over with or does he disappear hmm. the good guys clear their names uh post finale with the authorities and there's much uh, set up for a sequel and an interesting little uh last scene at the end with lungern that is uh Pretty cool and slightly comical payoff. It almost makes me forgive the, the bait-and-switch with double billing him, or, or second billing him, rather. Now, folks, I love a good old-fashioned action flick, and Blackwater pretty much delivers on every level. There is a bit of a lag with way too much exposition in that second half hour, and the blatant bait-and-switch with the disproportionately billed uh, Lundgren. But when you have star names in your film, use them as you can, I guess. Uh other than these little, you know, minor transgressions, I can't knock most of this film. Uh, it was shot with a budget of $5 million and has a look of a film with a much larger and slicker budget and production value. It's way more interesting than anything the Fast and Furious franchise has had to offer in the last decade, in my opinion, anyways. I give Blackwater a solid 8 out of 10. I went in with certain expectations, and those expectations were actually met for once, so, you know, thumbs up. Uh, I guess that about some things up for this uh, evening and this review. I really want to thank you all for tuning in to the newest episode of Simply Short Sundays. This is still sort of a new adventure, a new ground, and I look forward uh, to bringing you more of these little quickie reviews. So keep listening, keep tuning in, keep liking, click subscribe, share our Podbean account, share the posts, share the show. And please drop a comment to us uh, and let us know what you maybe would like to hear our take on next. And maybe we'll review it. All right, well, signing off for Simply Search Sundays on Cinema Degeneration. I have been your host, Cameron Scott, and I have been reviewing and dissecting Blackwater from 2018. Thanks for listening.